Welcome to Sunday Night Buddy Cast. I'm your host, Nick Sorensen, and joining me is a good buddy of mine, a fellow comedian, Rob Little. What up? I'm great. How are you, brother? Doing great. Thank you for stopping by and joining us. Of course, man. Thanks for having me. Mm-hmm. We got to start by asking, how'd you get into comedy? Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> I have, oh, my whole life, that's all I've ever wanted to do. And um, I, when I was real little, we took a uh, trip, and my parents were watching George Carlin. They thought mm-hmm. me and my sister were asleep, and I was listening to them laugh, and I was like, that's what I want to do when I grow up. So I went to college for computers, obviously. <laughs> and then uh, out of college, I moved right next to the biggest comedy club in Michigan, and um, it was just pure luck. I just happened to find some passes to an open mic, and it was at that club. And then I uh, went up and started watching, and I'd ask every comic how they got in, into it. And then one time I met a guy who taught a class, and I took the class. It was just a two-day class, and he goes, all right, you're going up next week. And I went up, and I was supposed to only do three minutes, and I did like 12. Because wow. <laughs> I didn't think anybody would laugh. So I was, everything I practiced was just like, it was three minutes and then it went so good. And then I just, two years later, I quit my day job and was doing it full time. Nice. Do you remember those early stages, like the open mics and everything? Do you remember like. Say that again. Do you remember like the early stages, like the open mics that you mentioned and all that? Oh yeah. We, (laughs) I mean, I started in Detroit, so I was super lucky because there was tons of clubs when I started a ton of open mics and we would drive like three hours to do an open mic at like, I'd get out of work and go drive three hours. And it like within a two to three hour radius, we could hit probably 40, 50 mics. That's how many there were. It was insane. And now those poor guys starting in Detroit, there's like, there's not, none of those are, I mean, there's like two clubs open still and, it's mm. sad. It's mm. uh, especially now with coronavirus going on and everything. Oh man, it's the worst. Yes. Let me ask you that. Has COVID nineteen played an impact on your comedy career so far? Yeah, and- of course, man. It, I don't, it, I'm sure there isn't a guy a comedian alive that hasn't impacted. Um, mm-hmm. I just moved down to Florida. I bought a house down there because I work a ton of cruise ships too. So uh, you know that. So I mean, I was just like, as soon as I moved. And Corona hit, all the cruises stopped, and I was, what do I do? So I started remodeling my house, and that's all I've been doing since. Mm. Last, last like month or so, I have been getting gigs every week, and so like this past weekend, I was just in Jacksonville, Florida, and then I'm doing Port Charlotte, Florida, coming up, and those are nice clubs, and uh, mm-hmm. it's nice to just be back out doing it, you know. Mm-hmm. I got to ask, yeah. I gotta yeah, ask where some small, of your favorite. You know? mm-hmm. I gotta ask where some of your favorite places to perform are. Well, Erie, Pennsylvania is one for <laughs> sure. Um, that club is just awesome there. And then uh, I love Syracuse, which is Ooh. another. Um, I love uh, Omaha, Nebraska is a really fun one. Milwaukee is probably one of my top favorites. Dallas, um, probably. Dallas might be the number one. I mean, you cannot crush there. It's so fun. The crowds are amazing. 
the women are amazing. <laughs> like it's just a, it's just a super fun fun time. And there isn't I like everywhere, man. I mean, I can have fun pretty much in all of them, but those are probably my top favorites. Other than Michigan, where I'm from, I mean, anywhere back there, I have a great time. So Yes, most definitely. Now, you mentioned EPA. We have our club here, Juniors Last Laugh, which is now Keller's. Um, they switched ownership this uh, past year. Yeah, I haven't been there yet. Mm-hmm. I know the guy I- likes booking cruise ship acts and stuff, too, and mm-hmm. I don't know what's the whole – well, obviously, COVID is the problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're taking a brief intermission now. They're just on hold for now just to get um, you know, just to get things settled down. They're even when they open up, I think they're still at like twenty percent capacity and stuff really? like that. I think because of all the all the laws and restrictions and everything, the they wanted to I think they're aiming for a more open setting, like a more gathering rather than, you know, you just being in front of twenty people or something, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Plus it's not, you know, it's not um, financially feasible for them then if they're yeah. only. Yeah. Them. Especially when you just open a new club and you make all the remodels, you make all this stuff and then bam, virus hits. And now you're restricted. Like now it's like, what next? Like, right now, did they remodel? Cause I haven't been since. They they- done, I haven't been in the building officially since they have, because um, I've just been busy. And by the time I finally got around to it, COVID hit. Um, but they have, they've done some pretty interesting things. The guy that owns it now is a magician who, right. um, and he, he's, from what I hear, there's a lot of different things. Like they've added kind of like a museum part of it. Cause it's like got like, like multiple level type of deal. Right. And it's um, named after Harry Keller, the famous magician. Okay. So there's like a little bit of like memorabilia from him. And then there's like a bunch of other things. Like they make it, um, I haven't seen any of this to be official, but I know like there's a levitation stand where like the photo place used to be. Like, you know, you walk outside and uh, like to take photos where you took photos with all the people. At the right. end. Yeah. There's like a levitation stand there now. And I think that you can still take photos and everything. Right. And then, um, there's also a bunch of other things. I don't want to get into too much detail because I don't know how much, how accurate I'll be, but yeah. I hear it's a good. I hear they've done good with the place. So. I'm trying to move my camera on. Is that fan bothering you guys at all? Nope, not at all. All right, good. Yeah. So what was your what was your time like in here in Erie? Do you remember any of that? Or yeah, like- I mean, I've been there at least a dozen times. I've been there when it's beautiful out, and I've been mostly there when it's you know winter because that's mm-hmm. when the clouds really come out. And uh uh I love it, man. There's good diners, the radio DJs are awesome there. Mm-hmm. Um, the lake is phenomenal, which is weird because I love to fish and I've never fished there. For oh man, reason. you've got to come down here in the summer. We'll take you out. Oh, I, I would love that. Every time I've been there, guys tell me that and then they never do. So hey, I don't know. You come down, you come I'm down, you. you come down and you tell me that you're coming, that you're coming. Have you ever been walleye fishing? Yes. I'm from Michigan. We, that's all yeah. we could. Walleye and perch and salmon. Yeah. You know? If you, number one, you haven't lived until you've had Lake Erie perch. Okay, and number two, walleye fishing. We need we need as much crew members as we can get. Oh, I love yeah. it! I would. I can't wait. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, one question I always ask comedians that come on the show: Can you give us a family appropriate? Of course, can you give us a family appropriate heckles heckler story? Um, yeah, I actually had a funny. Well, I don't know if it was. It's not really a heckler story, but like mm-hmm. uh, one time I was doing a show on a cruise ship, and um. 
I had this guy, I would actually use this younger kid and I would say maybe 16 to 18 years old. And I'm, um, I was actually talking to him before the show and he comes into my show. I'm saying he's 16 or 18, but he actually was drunk and passed out in the front row. Right. So I get the whole crowd. I get everybody really quiet. And then I'm like, okay, I'm, when I say go, everybody scream like we're going down, right? Like we're sinking. And so I, I count it out like I'm one, two, three. I'm like, no. And I just start screaming. And he wakes up and he instantly kicks. Like his foot comes out. And I'm like, it looked like he kicked me. Mm-hmm. But I literally kind of just kind of suck in and like, so he just missed me, but everybody thinks he caught, he kicked me. And, uh, he was, I'm like, Oh my God, you're like fight or flight with this. He's just like kicking his way out. I'm like, we're okay. We're okay. Just wake up, wake up. You're fine. And, um, the whole rest of that cruise, everybody kept coming up to me. Did he really kick you? And after the show, I made him stand with me and like take pictures with people because, Everybody thought he was mad at me and everything, but he wasn't at all. He was just freaking out because he really thought we were going down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a funny um, response. So you think we're we're sinking, and he just starts kicking everybody. You know, if only you had like a stencil or like something you could make like a shoe print afterwards. Like, yeah, see, yeah, yeah, <laughs> your stomach's all red or something. Yeah, exactly. been- just go behind. Just go behind the like the screen or whatever. Like, just go behind stage or whatever, and just grab a quick move and just go boom. Now, I've got to ask you, are there any notable comedians that you've worked with throughout your career? Oh, yeah, tons, man. Mm -hmm. I mean, there isn't many I haven't worked with. Um, Seinfeld, Chris Rock, David Tell. um, I mean, you name them, Kevin James. um, There's been a ton of guys, especially when I lived in L.A. and New York City. I worked in both of those. And I worked the cellar in um, New York, so I would get to see all the big name New York guys. And then in LA, I worked the Comedy and Magic Theater, and they're like the the big club in uh, LA that everybody, the, all the big names go to. So, yeah, there isn't many I haven't worked with. Mm-hmm. I so, gotta ask. I gotta ask, what was it like working with Seinfeld? He was not very friendly. <laughs> yeah, I was kind of bummed. I just let him, I just didn't bug him. I just kind of sat off to the side and let him, but mm-hmm. he's like constantly working on his stuff and he was mm-hmm. impressive to, you know, he was mm-hmm. really impressive to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, he was there and Paul Reiser was there at the same time. And then there was a couple other older comics. I'm trying to think. Oh, I worked with Rodney Dangerfield one time. Ooh. Yeah. I was right when I first moved out to um, LA, it was actually pretty funny. I was still like, I was still really new and I was doing like a, just a quick spot at the laugh factory and he was supposed to be like, you know, closing it out or something, but he pulls up to the laugh factory in this humongous white Cadillac and I'm standing outside and you know, I was still pretty new. I was only maybe three years into it and I was, I couldn't contain myself. So as soon as he pulled up, I'm like Rodney and I just start running towards him and he threw his keys at me and he's like, hey, keep it close. And I, he goes in. He thought I was the um, ballet. So I I said, no, 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 I'm on the show with you. And I and he took his keys back and he just walked in, didn't say anything else. But I'm like, if I could give anything, I would go back to that moment, 
keep his keys and take his damn car for a ride. Yes. And, you know, turn into like this big crazy moment, you know, and mm -hmm. um, I think that would have been awesome. I wish I would have did it, but I was just too. Yeah. I didn't think. Like, yeah, that kid wasn't the valet, was he? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like he tells the, like the club, like, yeah, I just love my car with the valet. We, we don't, don't have, have a valet. valet. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I just gave my car to a stranger. <laughs> I should have did it, but yeah. I didn't. Oh, now who are some comedians that you wish to work with one day? Well, I've met them several times, but I've never worked with them. And I love Brian Regan. So, I mean, mm -hmm. I would, I wish I could. Actually, it's funny. There's a comic I used to take on the road with me all the time. And now he's opening for him. And mm -hmm. um, yeah, that would have been cool. I think he would have been a fun one to work with. Um, but other than that, there's not really anybody else that I'm like that excited about. I mean, I've met pretty much everybody that I love. So, yeah, I'm not anybody really. I like bringing new guys with me that I think are very funny and that I think are going to go somewhere. Like um, I was bringing this guy named Brett Terhune with me on the road for, for a few years, actually. And he just got named um, like is it time magazine or some magazine um, as the 10 most comics, 10 best comics to watch for 2021 or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so it was really cool. Cause I feel like I'm kind of discovering guys and they're also guys that I really like and get along great with. And mm -hmm. I feel, you know, they just need somebody to look out for them, you know? And yes, um, we so all need kind of fun, you know, there's a few, there's like four or five guys that I've done that with and they've mm -hmm. all gone on to do like bigger things. And it's pretty cool. It makes me feel cool that they're yes. beating me and they're doing better than me now. So I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> it's always like, that. it's always like, you know, it's always like that in comedy. A lot of comedians are like, when you ask them for advice at the end of the show, they're kind of like, they'll give you the same ones. Cause they, you get that gut feeling like, if I train this guy, if I get this guy the most of your advice, he's going to be up there one day and I'm going to be you down here. So it doesn't bother me. I, yeah. I, it makes me feel like a proud dad, you know, almost yes. like to help these guys out. So yes, a lot of guys helped me in the beginning. So I feel like it's like, you got to pass it along, you know? Yes. Hey, that's what being a buddy is all about. Exactly. Yeah. Uh -huh. buddies. <laughs> yes. Now, speaking of which one question I always ask my buddies who come on the show, I don't call them guests. I call them buddies. Right. Is what is a buddy to you in your own words? Oh man. Um, <laughs> it makes me want to start singing the Kuna Matata actually. <laughs> like, I don't know. Buddies are just guys you can call up anytime and just tell them everything, whether it's good or bad. And they're going to listen to you and give you good advice or, or give you a bunch of crap and make you feel like, like you're being a big whiner about it or something, you know? <laughs> um, one of my best buddies in commie is, is Tommy Ryman. I don't know if you know who he is, but, um, I actually got ordained to do his wedding and we have just be like, we're just, he's like my little brother and we talk all the, almost every day. And, um, he's probably one of my best buddies, you know, like it's, mm -hmm. it's awesome. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you do do weddings. You are able to, I really do. I've done a few of them already. You hear that, honey? <laughs> <laughs> are you guys engaged? Uh, we're promise engaged. Uh, oh, I gave her a promise ring for our anniversary in December. Okay. Yeah. So oh, congratulations, man. Thank you. Thank you. It's, it's the step below. The only thing we, we always joke and say, the only thing that's keeping us from the real thing is finances, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. Respectful. But like with guys like me, Hey, all yeah. you gotta do is the ceremony and then sign the paperwork and you're done. Yeah. <laughs> it is now. 
I think she's happy with the idea. So. Is that her? Is that a picture of yep. her right there? Yep. Cute. That was us. That was um we took that picture afterwards. So here's the story. Um I she came down here for our anniversary and my birthday, because our anniversary is on December fourth and our my birthday is on December seventh. So Oh, I'm Christmas Eve. We're both December oh, nice. 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 It's always December babies are always the best, you know? Because <laughs> we've been through hell. That's why. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. He's hired, she said. That's cute. <laughs> awesome. Yes. So I knew I was getting her the ring. There's a little comedy to this too. I knew okay. I was getting her the ring. I knew, you know, I was getting her the promise ring just saying, hey, I'm not going anywhere. I hope you're not going anywhere. Let's, you know, this is the next step. We know the goal. We know everything. So I called her dad first because I'm a traditional man. And oh, I, had huge, I had the huge debate prepared. I was, you know, ready to make my case, ready to make this as if though I was going to court. And I got half the, sen- the intro sentence out of, Hey, so-and-so, it's Nick. I uh, just wanted to call and say, you know, I'm thinking of giving Jess a promise ring for for our anniversary. I'm a judicial man. I want to pick your, you know, I want your blessing before I do it. I got half that sentence out. And he goes, absolutely. Awesome. And that's what I'm like. I'm like, well, that was easy. Yeah. So oh, that's nice. Yep. It's either he really likes you or he just really wants to get rid of her. <laughs> so i think no. he likes me though he has yeah. things about me he sent me a nice text afterwards i thanked him and he sent me a nice text but uh, uh, the comedy in this story and she hates when i tell this story i've told it to about 10 people on this show okay. is, um we when i went to pick out i called her dad the day i was going to pick out the ring and i sent her a text just you know one of those hypothetical questions hey if i was going to do this would this be okay for something like Christmas, our anniversary, just down the road? I just want to make sure you're okay with the idea for future reference. She said, oh, yeah, of course. Da, 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 da. So I'm right. like, okay, perfect, as I'm walking into the store. So she's a January baby. Her birthday was on January 3rd. And oh, so her Capricorns. Uh-huh. Aries, right? Yep. Yep, yep. Okay. So I'm walking into the store. I'm looking for her birthstone. You know, I had that in mind. I'm like, hey, that would be a nice gesture. And that's what the jewelry people suggested. We're sure. going to ring after ring after ring after ring. Nothing's working. Nothing's saying yes to me yet. Okay. I'm like, we're getting there, but I, I just, I have this feeling there's something here. And they're like, wait a minute. We just remembered. We just got this one in. Give us two minutes. We'll be right back. They fly okay. to the back of the store. They bring out the ring that you can see on, um, on her photo or you can see on my timeline, you know. Right. And the minute I see the ring, I am like, yes, that is the one. That is that. That's it. This is the one I like. Awesome. So I am literally dancing out of the store. I am so happy because she's going to love it. She's going to do all suddenly right as I get to the car, my phone rings and it's a text message from her. Hey, real quick. I forgot to mention, I hate my birthstone. So no, that's exactly what I said. How did you hate it? It's like the best colored one. It's like a, it's like a teal blue, isn't it, or something like it's that? It's actually red. It's um garnet. Uh, no, it ain't for Capricorn. It's um yeah, it's red. It's garnet. Uh, it's kind of like a red. It's like deep red. Yeah, I oh, think so. I would hate that too. Yeah, I, thought, I thought ours is uh blue. Oh, she's a. I went with the month of January. Oh, 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 that's yeah, January. Yeah. yeah, January's garnet. But that's so, not her birthstone. Her birthstone would be Capricorn, wouldn't it? I think her birthstone would be January. Okay, okay. Yeah. All right. So I'm literally, I'm literally 
because um, I had to go to work afterwards, and but the jewelry store is by work, so okay. I'm literally driving to work and I'm talking to her, and I'm like, you know, I had her on my, I had her on the side on the phone, and I'm like, um, oh, this is her, this is her excuse. I didn't know he bought it. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm literally driving home. I'm literally driving to work, and I am asking her, I'm like. You sure you hit your birthstone? Yeah. <laughs> you sure about this? Like nothing right. changed your mind. It's like, honey, I don't. I just, I don't know. I just don't. It doesn't appeal to me. I'm like, okay. <laughs> thinking, like, how am I going to like? How am I going to walk into the jewelry store the next day and just be like, you know, that ring that I was really satisfied with? Right. We got a problem. They would like, do it though, wouldn't they? They would. But to me, it would be like the walk of shame, basically. You know, it'd be no. like, you want to get what she wants. Yes. I, I actually did this once. I was engaged once. Mm-hmm. And um, the ring I got, I thought it was a nice ring. And then she, I gave it to her and she said, yeah, and all this stuff. And then she put it on and she noticed a tiny little black dot in the diamond, which is a carbon, like it's, mm. it's a flaw is what it is. And I was so embarrassed. I took it right back. And I ended up paying, I ended up getting a bigger one because I was like, well, let's get her a nicer one now. Cause I feel yeah. like, you know, for doing that. And, um, but I was like, damn, I ain't getting her the one that I ain't, I'm not having her show a ring. That's got a flaw in it, you know? Yeah. And thank God. I mean, I'm glad she saw it before she started showing it off. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. I, I think that, I think they would have been cool with it. Or did you yeah. get her the red one? Yeah. I actually, I gave it to her because, I th- I went to work. I'm like, all right, well, I'll figure something out in that case. But I gotta go to work now. So, and then like halfway through the day, she realized, oh, bleep, he right. bought it. Yeah, like he bought it. And yeah, then, especially the way you're like saying, you sure? Like you exactly. Sure? Like I'm like, you're positive, 100. Nothing changed your mind here. Oh you know? no! Now she probably right. loves it because you picked it out and exactly. And then she she ended up texting me later that day, and she's like. Don't you dare return that ring. <laughs> As I think about it, if it's coming from you, I love I'll love it. It's gonna work out. Don't go right. back to that door. Do whatever you do. So I'm like, thank God. Oh man. Yes. But now you gotta get her another one eventually. Oh yeah, that's down, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. down the road. That's yeah. the goal. That's the down the road. And yeah. But now you know, all you gotta do now is just keep buying her red shirts, red dresses, red like there we go. go with it, right? There we go. I think she'll like that advice. Yeah. Red mm-hmm. scarves, red hats, whatever she likes, you know. Mm-hmm. Wear glasses. Get her red glasses. Hey. <laughs> Perfect. Her, just buy everything Garnet until she's absolutely in love or right. hates the color Garnet, like wants nothing to do with it for the rest of her life. Like, right, right. Nice. Well, that's cool, though, man. I'm glad she was cool yeah, about it. Most definitely. I was, too. I was very – because I told her, the last thing I want is – for you to just look down at it and just go like, <sighs> you know, like just have that feeling. Like, you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like you have that feeling of, I like, you know, it's the guy attached to the ring that I like, you know, it's the guy that comes with the ring that I like that, you know, just something. But now she's been showing it off to everybody. Oh, and, that's good. Yes. But so, you know, if anything ever happens, she's going to be like, yeah, and that's why I didn't like him because he got me the stupid red ring. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh man, it's like it's like one of the. I think there was a movie where a guy had this really sweet. Like in the beginning, the guy had this really sweet romantic uh, proposal all set up, had everything good, 
like had it on a beach, had like the letter on the beach, and yeah. then like the street music, and she's like, "Oh, that's so sweet." No, <laughs> she said but, no. Yeah. Oh man. But, um, but this proposal, I want to tell you about this. This proposal was really nice because um, I got a good a few good buddies of mine to make a little video for her. Okay. And I, it was a video montage just of her, you know, me explaining how much she means to me and how much, you know, whenever she meets people, how much that they, she impacts them. And I got a bunch of our buddies together and I said, if you don't believe me, let's ask them. And then they just made uh-huh. a video montage of everyone explaining how sweet she is, how they enjoy being with her, all this stuff. And then, um, it'd be if you, funny if you had her parents at the end, just go, we don't care much for her. And then just going with all the nice ones. Yeah. So, but what I actually did was I hired before he had before he went through his stroke and everything like that. I hired Sinbad, the comedian, to um to be the headliner in this, and had That's him. Awesome. Yeah, had him. You know, had him throughout the thing. Like he said some really great words. He was saying like, you know, you're a Nick's rock. You are. You are a special lady. You must be a special lady because I'm sitting in an airport doing this video right now. Yeah. And he's a cool dude. I've met him yeah. a few times. Yes. I he was actually on the show that you oh, nice. platform. Yeah. And he was very, very nice. Very nice guy. Very open about things. I um, didn't know he had a stroke. Yes, he it was recent. It was like a couple months ago. Wow. I hope he's okay. I think he's recovering from what okay. his family does. He's bouncing back. I'm not sure. That could mean a multiple variety of things, but yeah, he's he's coming back hopefully. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and he's a truly nice guy. And then at the end, he goes, uh, "Now, Jess, turn around, because Nick's got a burning question for you." And you were standing behind her. Yep. Oh, nice. Yep. And um, I had it all. I had it all wrapped up, and there was a. You can watch the reaction video on my Facebook page. Okay. Yep. So. Well, that's good. Yes. Now I got two more questions for you. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back to back to business. <laughs> uh, the first one is: if you could have our audience donate to any charity of your choice, what would it be and why? Well, I, first, if I was going to pick one, I would pick mine. I actually have a charity that I um, help out underprivileged families in my hometown because my hometown has been demolished by uh, the economy, everything, but. I haven't been able to do it the last couple of years because all this going on and stuff. So here's the other one I love, and it's because it's the uh, Make-A-Wish Foundation because I was actually someone's Make-A-Wish one year. Yeah, I was the year I was on Last Comic Standing, um, this girl outside of Cleveland wanted to meet me, and they called me up and said, hey, uh, would you be interested in meeting this girl she has an inoperable brain tumor just outside of Cleveland and she wants to meet you. And I was like, what, you know? And I was like, yeah, of course. So I went out there and there was all these like newspaper and TV there. And they were like, what do you think that she picked you as her make-a-wish? And I was like, uh, I think she wasted her make-a-wish. I was like, she could have Brad Pitt here right now. You know, I, she could have emailed me and I would have showed up like this was, <laughs> And I was only supposed to stay like a couple hours. And I actually spent the whole weekend with her. Wow. And her mom was like cooking and cooking for us all weekend. And we just watched movies and laughed. It was so fun. And she was like my age. And we had a ton of stuff in common. And 
it was awesome. And, and, um, at the, uh, uh, I, I still kept in touch with her for a while. And then her mom called me one day and said she got her med switched and it changed her whole personality. And she just was like, very like an angry, bitter person after that. And I totally lost touch with her and I don't know whatever mm -hmm. happened, but the time we spent, it was really cool. And her family has been super awesome to me. And so the Make-A-Wish is the one I would pick for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, You were her buddy that weekend, you know? I was totally her buddy. And we had, yeah. so, she was, she was, um, I, it, it was killing me because the whole time you're like, she's got this brain tumor and they can't operate on it. And, and she's, she was such a, uh, uplifting spirited person. And so it was, it was sad to see her having to go through that, you know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but at least you got to give her the time. At least you it was, it yeah. was super fun and it was, it felt great. Yes. Yes. And now I'm going to ask you what I call the ultimate buddy cast buddy question, Okay. which is for let's, let's do this in two parts because I like the answer that you just gave. Okay. One who, may have a special friend like that, like someone who's going through something like that. You know, for example, we got COVID going on. We got, you know, people, someone might have a disability out there or something. How would you do what you did that weekend? What would your advice be for them? Like for say, I don't understand. What do you mean? Like if there's someone out there that wants to do like a special project for someone who right. is going through something like what that, what that kid was going through, what would your advice be to them? Oh, just get, just do it. Just do whatever you think that would make them happy mm -hmm. and get everybody that they love involved. Mm -hmm. and, and anybody would help. That's not something people would say no to if you're doing some. It's amazing. When I started my charity, I was really like, oh, man, this is going to be really hard to even help one family. And every year it grew and grew and we ended up buying cars for people and people were donating tons of stuff. Like people want to help. They just need somebody to go, Hey, this is what I'm doing. Um, I could use your help. And then, you know, it was minimal on their end, but for my end, it was really, it helped me out a lot, you know, and mm -hmm. just take the initiative. That's all you got to do. Yes. And now the second part, for anyone out there who wants to do stand-up comedy, who wants to, who dreams of being on that stage one day, what's your advice to them? Almost exactly the same thing. <laughs> same mm -hmm. thing. Get everybody you love to help you out and just take the initiative. That's exactly what I would say. And then um, just have fun doing it at first, man, because once it becomes a, a career and a job for you, it's, it, it, it's not necessarily, it's still fun, but it's not like how it is at the beginning, you know, yeah. when you're first starting out and you're trying things and you're meeting people and, you know, and you're just having fun doing it, whether you're good or not at the beginning, you know, it's just getting up there is a huge step for most people. It's the number one scariest thing to do is to talk in front of people. But, mm -hmm. um, so you're going to have people that are going to support you, you know, and, uh, just take the initiative, try it out, write a couple of jokes. You don't even have to be up, do two jokes and get off stage. You know, <laughs> you don't have to be up there all night. And, mm -hmm. uh, and, and uh, if you know, give it a shot. Yes. Love it. Love it. All right. Well, thanks for being a buddy here on Buddy Cat. Of course, man. Thanks for, I'm sorry. I was a little late. No, no, not at all. You're fine. Okay.
Right. Okay. We met people who haven't even had who didn't even show up on their night. You know. <laughs> they text me like, nice. oh, like that was tonight. <laughs> or, yeah. Well, so, you warned me, but I totally got yeah. Whatever. What, yeah, you're fine. It. You're totally fine. I'm I'm used to it. I've had like I said, I've had people who haven't shown up, or I've had people who have gone later. Totally forgot about this community schedule. Like, can we do it? You know. Now, is your girlfriend the only one that's watching right now? <laughs> uh, no, I keep seeing her comments come in. I'm like, oh, that's adorable. We've had a few other buddies. We've got yeah, some yeah. Magician, cool. Some magician buddies of mine. So nice. Yeah. But yeah, Jess is a big supporter. She's the first lady of Buddy Cast, as we uh, call her. Nice. Yes. I well, told I her to meet her the next time I come back out. Yes. I could actually hold on for a minute after the show. Okay. Yeah. But um but yeah, I'll tell you some fun stories. But for all my buddies out there, this is my buddy Rob Little. Thank you again for being a buddy on BuddyCast. And I have one favor to ask you tonight. Okay. You anything. Go be someone's buddy. Ah, nice. Yep. We'll catch you next time here on your favorite show, BuddyCast. Yay! Well, the days are going fast. Buddy, buddy, we've got to make them last. Buddy, buddy, before they've all gone past Buddy, buddy, tune in to Buddy Cats Don't be lonely, go make it, buddy Here on Buddy Cats